Oh, the weather outside is frightful And my... <laughs> oh well welcome to another podcast with uh steve and eddie and uh we are here Ed, actually eddie i should have had your your uh, commissioned you on the kazoo today you could have gone right into the old uh joining in with me there or maybe little rudolph the red-nosed reindeer yeah there you go yeah i don't know but anyway we are having a little snow here in sullivan it's uh, kind of exciting Kind of exciting for most because I think most people think it's here and then it'll be gone. Yeah, <laughs> not not so like in Freeport, Illinois. With first winter, we were up there had forty four inches and that, stayed on all winter. See, that's a that, whole different deal. That's a whole different deal. Uh, when you get snow up there, uh, in, you know maybe Wisconsin, Minnesota, yeah. etc., etc. It stays on. It stays and uh, it gets bitter. I think the word for that is bitter. Yeah, bitter cold, but. Sure. We've survived many, many a year up there. Um, I also lived in Freeport. In fact, actually, was uh, there uh, a little bit before you guys came, and uh, with my with my parents and my dad was a, is a pastor or was the pastor at the First Church of the Nazarene there, and uh, Pastor Eddie was uh, the pastor of the Church of God, Churches of God out of uh, Finley, Ohio, and uh, uh, he was. Uh, on the other side of the uh, of the city, and uh, doing ministry together, good stuff. So, it's neat how the Lord brought our families together. Yep, that's for sure. Well, uh, are you excited for Christmas, Eddie? Well, to be honest, Steve, not really. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I uh, kind of lost that a little bit. Uh, it's about family, and that, that's what I look forward to. You know, Diane, I was talking about. I really don't need anything. You get to a point, you really. It's just relationships with people matter in your family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, st- I started changing even way back 20 years ago when I was 50 like I walked in another room and that's being somebody or having a lot of things was replaced with just people relationships I think it's all about that so right and well, I, those... I do I do love be- I like to watch uh, of course the grand boys are getting bigger but still got bugs but to, to watch them uh, unwrap gifts is the joy of Christmas for me. Yeah, so. yeah, and I think that I think that uh, you know as we maybe we're gonna have to wrap something up for the pups this year and and maybe. see them tear into it, real, real something real smelly so they can really dig into their their <laughs> yeah, present. We might, yeah, that might be. <laughs> we need to do that for fun. Izzy and Cooper. And, it might be fun to do and, that. Uh, little the buster. little chilly Willie yeah. uh, Buster. He's kind of been funny here lately. He's he uh, he will ball up in a in a pillow and and root underneath blankets and he's a chihuahua yeah. uh those are listening but uh he's not used to the <laughs> cold weather no, when it no. hits he he's like uh uh-uh, no yeah. thank you <laughs> yeah, i understand that so we we usually uh doll him up in a sweater and and um if he keeps it on long enough he'll uh usually stays pretty warm but not not not, not such a problem with cooper and izzy they've no. got enough fur on them that uh that would be just fine. but uh, Well, enough of, uh, of that and the greetings, but it's, uh, it's good to be here with you today. We hope that you'll enjoy this podcast with us. So we are talking about the Advent and uh, Jesus and, and um, in this special time of the year. And so, well, before, without either, <laughs> my goodness, let me, let me find my voice. Without further ado, 
Let's have a word of prayer and uh, get right into it. Lord, we love you. We thank you, God, for loving us. And uh, I'm always a little remiss sometimes when I think about this time of the year, and we do think about Advent, which is looking forward to your coming. Um, uh, we, sh we should do this every day <laughs> throughout the year. But it, this helps us focus, I guess, on uh, the birth, uh, your birth and into this world and coming with uh, uh, to be one of us and showing us how to live and then showing us how to die and how to move on and uh, looking forward to that future when we see you face to face. So, mm -hmm. uh, and I, we talk about it being a, a time of peace on earth and that's what we pray for. And uh, you know, we have a lot of responsibility as followers of Christ to bring peace, speak peace, uh, treat people with peace and, and on and on. So I just pray God that as we think about this, that uh, if our relationship with you is maybe not where it should be, that uh, this might help bring us a little closer back to you. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. You know, I this uh, message Sunday, the most special birth ever. You know, I started talking out uh, or used some stuff from Swindoll about how you would have thought that God himself, how in splendor and glory and the best of everything, but he came just the opposite, I guess, to show. He showed his humility even through uh, his birth of mm -hmm. being born in a stable. That's uh, right, yeah. You know, it just baffles me when I think about how we are today, especially a nine-month pregnant woman running, riding 85 miles on the back of a donkey. I can't. I just can't. I can't wrap my mind around mm -mm. that. Mm-mm. It, it, it's it's just crazy. I know that we mentioned that last podcast, but that's like riding a donkey, uh, being pregnant, riding a donkey to Plainfield. Yeah. You know, right outside of Indy. Well, you know, they had winter there as well. I mean, it wasn't yeah. hot weather. Yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, I, I, it, I it's just know. on and on. Just, I mean, you just, uh, and the whole issue of being born in a stable, whether it was a cave or a building, an old building, just with the bugs or the flies, maybe with the animals and the, uh, I, I don't know. It's just beyond, but that's, but you think about Jesus born into uh, that kind of environment, but he's born into our lives like that. And sometimes most of our lives are like smelly stables. Mm. Oh, that's a great example. It, yeah. Because oh, it, he's got to start the cleanup process. That's right. That's right. I think that's a, a phenomenal uh, example. I, I I believe that that what you've just stated uh, will help ring true um, in, in, in all of our hearts as we hear those words. I I love that. I love what you've just said there because we he doesn't ask us to come clean and cleaned up mm -mm. to him. It, it he goes says, back to the hymn that you and I've sang a million verses of mm -hmm. "Just as I am." Yeah. Right. I don't know if it was like when you was growing up oh, yeah. in your church. For sure. Man, we, oh, yeah. I'd say we sing that about every other Sunday for invitation. It seemed mm -hmm. like. And then mm -hmm. there were six or eight verses of it. <laughs> well, then, let's sing then, one then, more then verse. Then the pastor and... would say, I, I sent somebody in here. Heavy heart. and uh, <laughs> needs to come up front here. So let's sing, let's sing just one more verse. And then 18 verses later. And, and, and I'm not making fun. I'm just saying of that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty much just as I am. And that's how he, he comes to us. He comes right. to us. And right. I, I think sometimes we have maybe done some damage in the fact that for some people, they quit everything cold turkey. 
boom, like that, it's over. Right. Whether it's profanity, whether it's drinking, whatever. But a lot of us had to work through that process mm -hmm. uh, with our thoughts and on and on and on. And we still have bad thoughts. I mean, that hasn't changed. It, hopefully it's got less and less. But, you know, we was talking about that men's group this morning. When I came to Christ, he took my language, my profanity, so to speak, and it was gone cold turkey. It, it's hard for me to even repeat a word to somebody that I've heard. Mm -hmm. It was that st so strong in my life that mm. I couldn't. But, you know, still everybody, sometimes now, not everybody, but quite a few people, they hit their finger or whatever, mm -hmm. bump their knee out, it comes. It's 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 so easy. Mm -hmm. But that, that's, that didn't happen for me. I thought wow. that was so crazy. Yeah, It took me a while to quit smoking my pipe and stuff like that. But, I mean, as far as that, it was just boom, it was over. And uh, But that's what Jesus does. He comes in and he just makes us, of course, we're new creations, but he continues to work on us and make us... Uh, new people, and and let's just let's just put a pause real quick. Can it, can we address something you just said? Um, why is it that some of these areas it is good for us to clean up, like profanity, like smoking the pipe, and and if you smoke a pipe now and you're a Christian, does it mean you're going to go to hell? No, um, absolutely not. Right. So why is it? That you know, just as a pastor. Um, well, for me, I mean, I speak personally. It, it hurts my witness. There we go. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Reflection, reflection. And of a lot of that. It's like Paul said, "I'm free to do anything I want, mm -hmm. but I choose not to mm -hmm. because of this." Right. Heaven forbid if I'd ever cause a weaker brother or sister to stumble because what they saw me doing. Right. That's the point. It, that's that's huge. Yeah. Because a, a lot of times. Uh, it, it it almost like gives uh, new believers or maybe a weaker believer a license to do that. Say, well, well, if 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 preacher right. does it, right? Yeah, it's 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 a it's like drinking. Um, for instance, you might not have a problem with uh, a, a glass of wine or a, a beer here and there, but if you do it around somebody that does have a problem, oh yeah, that gives them the free so, ticket. <laughs> That's oh, well, hey. And I've heard people say that before. Say, well, I've seen so-and-so doing that. Right. So, and that's know. where the Holy Spirit really comes in as he guides and directs, as, as that maturity process does happen, that getting off the milk into the meat, you know, that kind of thing. Well, and then I, I, we talked about the centrality of Christ. 2 Corinthians 11.3, But I am afraid, lest as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your mind should be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. And then we talked about that, you know, what, what is your devotion? I, I think every message is for each one of us. I don't think we can single people out. I think the Holy Spirit works in, in all of our lives to that. And I think it's good to, to, check, to check ourselves, you know, where our, where our devotion to Christ is. Is it what it was a, a year ago? Uh, is it stronger? Have we slipped backwards? Whatever. I think that's, uh, and I, I love that clip by Tony Evans. Hand off the ball, you dummy. He oh, yeah, was talking for sure. About, that was great. If you haven't to, seen it, go back he, online. He was talking about <laughs> giving, our, giving everything to Christ and letting him help yeah. us. And, he, yeah. of course, the analogy was a football. Yeah. The quarterback has it, but if he hands it off, him other 11 guys don't want to kill him, then they want to get the other guy. Uh -huh. you got to <laughs> hand it to God. Yeah. Give it to him, he uh, says. Hand me the burden. You know? uh, uh, yeah. I'll make your burden light. In fact, 
man, we, how many times do we get in the way of, and then we say, well, Lord, why aren't you answering my prayers? Yeah, and, exactly. and he's like, have, have you surrendered this to me? Have you really given it to me? It's like that joke about that guy that drowned was on top of his house in that flood. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, God says, hey, I sent you a helicopter and a oh, boat. Yeah. And- <laughs> he, goes to, he goes to heaven. He says, Lord, what? Or St. Peter or something like that. And I don't know how the word yeah. joke goes, but he yeah. says, uh, I, I, I was asking for, I was crying for help. I was praying. And he says, listen, man, I sent you a helicopter. I sent you a lifeboat. I sent you... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what else more? Is, what more yeah, did you that's want? Exactly right. Uh, the the joke says, no, no, no. The Lord will save me. The Lord will save yeah, me. Yeah, that's what he said. He kept yeah. pushing. No, no, no. Don't save me. I, I the Lord will, the Lord will come and get me. Oh yeah, my well, goodness. He come and got him all right. Oh, he did for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and we talked about Christ's superiority, his his divine nature. I, I think that's important that we understand that that there was never a time when he did not exist mm-hmm. before Abraham was. Jesus existed. John eight fifty eight. His virgin birth, and that's a whole other—that's a whole other concept that I think, for non-believers and those in the uh, atheistic world, it's hard. They can't, because it's impossible. Right. It, it's impossible to happen. But that's what God is a, a master at—is doing the the possible or the impossible. Right. That's right. You know. Uh, therefore, just as the one man sin entered to the world in Romans five twelve, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. You know, I, I, Adam and Eve contaminated the whole human race. You know, you get into that, and the Scripture tells us that we're born into sin. It's just because of Adam and Eve, and we we have inherited that nature. Mm-hmm. And then you get into this whole concept of babies and little kids and age of accountability and on and on. But there has to be a come, a come a time in our lives as we get older. And for some, it's a different age that God holds us accountable. That's right. And God has no grandkids. You're either a son or a daughter. We can't be saved for somebody else. That's right. It'd be great if you can but or could, but it, it don't work that way. You know, so. And then you know, I talked about Isaiah that uh, he gave that sign. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she shall call his name Emmanuel. And we talked a little bit about what that meant, virgin, that it was a, a person that, that hadn't been intimate, that it was a woman that didn't know a man. And I, I don't know how old Mary was, but some say she was just like a teenager. That And God, here God chose her. And the whole concept of how dangerous that was in that day and age to be pregnant and not married they said the engagement was somewhat like a marriage, but they were supposed to be uh, celibate during that time. Mm-hmm. And in most cases, if if a woman got pregnant in Israel at that time, they just took her out and stoned her. Yeah. They didn't ask any questions. Yeah. So Joseph took her and hid her away, and so to speak. And I suppose that in that sense, that was for her safety. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but he, you know, and and you think about Joseph himself. Uh, the angel had to come and reassure him on that because he was a little fuzzy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, which which is great because, my goodness, uh, the Lord knew that uh, Joseph was. There had to be some struggle there. I mean, you, like just like you said, as as staunch of of a, situ- a situation or a serious situation that that was, he had to own up. Yeah. To putting one hundred percent in, 
to protecting her, to being uh, her husband, to not disregarding her. Uh, yeah, and, and, and praise the Lord for his, his uh, sending that angel and, and helping Joseph. Well, and, and it was like that other clip of the birth when they said they were, when they were holding Jesus after he'd been born, they had no clue what was ahead of them. Mm-hmm. They might have had some inclination, but nothing. Yeah, like Mark Lowry's song, "Mary, Did You Know?" Yeah, no, it's it's great. It's a it's a it's that kind of thought that really we we might hear the birth of the story of the birth of Jesus many many times over, but for us to recognize, what if it was me? What if it was me? And what were they going through in thought process and mind and what? My goodness, their head had to have been swimming. Oh, my. I, I still like to hear the story yeah. over and over and over Absolutely. again. Like I said, we learn by rote, but, you know, that's how it works. We was talking about this a little bit, too, as when Jesus was born and was growing up. Um, I can imagine Mary and Joseph probably saying to those other kids, why can't you be like your brother Jesus? <laughs> you imagine the pressure that put on them? Well, it really is. Now the Heavenly Father says to us, why can't you be like Jesus? And yeah. In a sense, it's yeah. kind of the same thing as far from a parent. Mm-hmm. Wow. But he never even sinned as a child. Right. I know, you know, I'm always yeah, teasing. Crazy. I'm always teasing uh, the professor and Marianne about having perfect children. But, <laughs> I mean, and Jude is, is such a good boy, but they're still... Without, yeah, exactly. You're yeah. learning and you're growing, and no matter how good you are, there's sin in your life, and it but comes. Jesus out. never sinned as a kid. That's the thing. No, Why well, just crazy. blows me away? I, exactly. <laughs> it's, course, it's hard a, to comprehend, isn't it? There's uh, there's all kinds of stories out there that aren't scriptural about Jesus when he was little, about making birds out of mud mm-hmm. and fly. They, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I doubt if that happened, but it could have. I'm not saying that it couldn't have happened, but nonetheless, his growing up as a child and then doing you know what what he did actually well and and the final application uh, for us in that message is the fact that there was no room in the end foreshadows the jews response to jesus who came to his own and those and those who were his own did not receive him john 1 11. you imagine how that broke his heart because mm-hmm. here was a people that he'd come for to rescue so to speak and they just—they didn't want rescued spiritually. They just wanted rescues from Rome's boot heel on their neck. That's all they—that's right. what they wanted. And they didn't realize that he was going to rescue them in a lot of—a lot different way, actually. Um, and I think about that when he stood and looked over Jerusalem and said, "That Jerusalem, Jerusalem, oh, I wished I could gather you under my wings like a mother hen does her chicks, but you wouldn't have none of it." Is really what what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, I, I love Revelation 3, uh, 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and he will dine and will dine with him and he with me. And then a Holman Hunt picture about the door, that ivy covered door where there's no door handle on this side. So, you know, what about, what about your heart? Mm-hmm. You know, Christmas is coming up and um, the point is, is, is Jesus, and if he is born in your heart, have you put him out back in the shed or is he in the living room? Is he in every room you're in? Mm-hmm. Well, I made that point as well. And a lot of people, I think, do that. They they want him in, in, somewhere on the premise, but not they don't want him in charge, right. put it that way. 
Yeah, and and I think one of the one of the biggest questions that we that we need to be asking ourselves: Have I turned into a spoiled Christian, a spoiled uh, brat, in a sense of just being complacent? Yeah. Um, apathy. You know, apathy and mm. and uh, allowing. Um, you know, well, what about me type of attitude. And with that, uh, the spoiling happens and the decay and the hardening of the heart and and things. And so I think that that not only those that need Christ, but those that have received Christ, check your health of your heart. Check the, check the health of your spiritual, uh, of your soul, and, and your relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, clean it up and allow God to use his Holy Spirit to continue to blow out the dust, renew you uh, in spirit and in mind so that your relationship is, is pure with, with the one that gave everything out of love for us. And this week, I'm, I'm going to go on with that to a degree. The title of the message is God with Skin On. It's my favorite description of Christ. I, I really want to try to explain the incarnation. In simple terms, the incarnation is the union of God and man in the person of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, he he's co-equal, co-eternal, and co-existent with the Father. He was both fully God and fully human. It's hard for us to wrap our minds around that a little bit. But I'm talking about the two natures in one person. Uh, the God-man is God. Uh, the God-man is man. And uh, so... I'm using some different scriptures, but out of Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore draw near with confidence to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and may find grace to help in time of need. Mm-hmm. And a great passage of scripture. Yes. But uh, and then I have got some some illustrations out of uh, out of Matthew uh, about his dependence on the Father. Uh, Luke Luke uh, eight twenty two through twenty five. John eleven thirty two, uh, and of course in in John eleven thirty two through thirty six and forty one through forty six is the uh, shortest verse in the Bible. Where he said mm. Jesus wept, yeah. and it shows it shows his humanity. Right, he was deeply moved, you know, because he loved Lazarus. Um, and uh, practical results, how both bring benefits to us as far as Jesus being too. And I kind of close with a, 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 a little story from Camelot. Man, the, what happened in in Camelot? King Arthur is confronted by Queen uh, Guinevere's infidelity with his most trusted knight, Lancelot. So she was found guilty and judged, and she was to be burned at the stake. Arthur was caught emotionally between his love for his wife and his responsibility to the law. Mordred, Arthur's illegitimate son, articulated the painful position the king was in. Arthur, what a magnificent dilemma. Let her die and your life is over. Let her live and your life's a fraud. Which will it be, Arthur? So do you kill the queen or kill the law? With tears in his eyes, King Arthur moved to the castle window to watch. 
the execution. The executioner is waiting for the signal from the king to light the torch, but Arthur's pain is overpowering. I can't, I can't, I can't let her die. To which Mordred replies, Well, you're human after all, aren't you, Arthur? Human and helpless. <laughs> but you know, that's the point that Jesus, Jesus, uh, uh, he was not human and helpless. He was God. Um, he left his kingdom behind. He emptied himself, taking the form of a man and become obedient to the point of death. A king who left the comfort and splendor of the castle to take the place of his Guinevere. So that's, that's pretty much what he did for us. Mm -hmm. and we can't ever forget that, and we need to keep going over and over and over again. Yeah, reminding ourselves of the significance of the, the, the brevity or the, the, the weightiness of, of it all, and, and that it not only uh, is it for our eternity, but, but folks, it is for our every day. We talked a little bit about that before in the very beginning of this. It says that our burdens, what do, we, what do we do with them? We cast them to him. He wants yeah. us. He says, look, hand me the ball, right? So Jesus came and has, has done so much for you, for us. And, uh, and his name should be praised and, and is praised. So yeah, what a what a well, wonderful. and and I say this a lot. I I say a lot of things a lot. I'm over and over, but he didn't tell us to remember his birth. We make a big deal out of it, which is okay. But Easter's my favorite holiday as far as that goes. Resurrection, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. It, it his birth had to happen. He had to be born sinless. The incarnation had to happen. He had to come to earth to sh to be one of us, so we could really relate to him. But uh, you just you skip from the birth to Easter and those 33 years in between and all that he did. I think it's amazing the scripture said that there's not enough books to hold all of everything that he did. Mm. That's right. That's what it says. So on a daily basis, there were tons of stuff that people he healed and on and on that didn't get written. Just didn't get written recorded. Down. Right. But man, oh man, it's just, it's just overwhelming. And the thing that overwhelms me if you go to Israel is how small it is. It's about the size of Illinois, I think, the whole country. Uh, and he walked, <laughs> walked all over the place. Yeah. It's like that joke about that when, when long hair was uh, hippies, you know. Yeah. This kid was 16, he wanted a car. And his dad says, well, son, his, his hair was real long. He says, if you get a haircut, we'll buy you a car. He said, yeah, but Dad, Jesus had long hair. But then Dad said, yeah, he walked everywhere he went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was a comeback. So, uh, uh, well, I, it I is... do. I, it, yeah, I'll go back to your originally when we started. Uh, I, I look forward to, to Christmas uh, for the fact that it's just it's slows down a little, hopefully. And, uh, of course, we've been in slow gear because of this pandemic. But... Uh, the hope that's, that comes from Christmas, hopefully we can carry it into 2021. The vaccine coming, and it's oh, it's going to be a better year. But, you know, this is just one of, one of those trials and temptations that, uh, that come our way in life. You know, he didn't promise us easy sailing. Mm -hmm. and, and this has tested a lot of people's faith and character. 
It's how they've reacted. Uh, some people haven't reacted so <laughs> so well. There's been a lot of anger and mm-hmm. uh, rebellion in a sense. Yeah. Uh, because there's been rules and regs, you know. I, I know it just, people just, and, and this is what I don't understand completely, is why people really get so upset when they see a sign that says mask required. I don't, I don't get that. Yeah. I, I really, I, I really don't get that because boy, that a sense of rebellion really raises up in people. Yeah. You're not going to tell me what to do. Well, exactly. problem is that follows us into our spiritual life. We tell God, we love you, God. We want your blessings, but we're not, we're not going to do what you tell us. <laughs> right. It's that old nature. Right. You know. I want to know that I'm, that I'm uh, forgiven and and that I'm got oh, yeah. on my way to heaven. Yeah. But when it comes down to the uh, the things that you're kind of pressing into me, man. No, nope, not going to do it. You know, no way, no how. Yeah, well, that's too. That's heavy, man. Don't don't be putting that on me. I ain't doing it. You know, get all. And I've had people tell me, mm-hmm. I'm saved by grace, brother. I'm going to be in heaven. Mm-hmm. But here on earth, I'm going to pretty much do what I want. Man, what a... <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you so know... so contradictory in a sense, yeah. but we are saved by grace, right. not by works. But the, and, the, the two go hand in hand right. is the problem. And then there's going to be a come a time when Jesus judges the At the, the judgment seat of Christ. That's exactly... You're going to suffer loss and reward, and there's going to be a lot of loss but, because of that attitude. You know, you made it to heaven, <laughs> but there's... And there's not going to be any jealousy, per se, in the sense of those that have done you know worked at it and 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 have been you know the others what i'm trying to say is is that it there's going to be a um i think it's eternal blessing yeah eternal blessings what it is you know and that's the reward because mm-hmm. it says that our reward we lay them at the feet of jesus right we don't keep them right we lay them down as a act of worship and there's some people all they're going to have is a handful of ashes yeah so and, and that love at that point in time that is just lavished uh, upon us that would that, that that will be evident um, the recognition of really our decisions at that yeah. point in time yeah. will come into full full clear uh, view of what God and, uh, has asked us to do yeah. and um, so you know and I I wish we had more details on all of that, but you know, honestly, uh, what he's saying is, look, live by faith, live, live by what I'm, I'm leading you to, and this freedom and this yeah. and these these burdens will be lighter, and these these things that that as I lead you through this time, um, you know, they're not all like you mentioned earlier, they're not all going to go away, Mm-mm. but we do have Christ. Yeah. And we do have uh, our sins forgiven, and we do have an eternal home. Amen. And uh, God is so, so gracious and so loving. It's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Well, I guess I can All wrap right. up this time with prayer All since right. we started us, it off. Lead us out. All right. Lord, we thank you so much for our time together. Thank you for our pastor and uh, being obedient to bringing this word to us. And Lord, this is Advent season. We acknowledge you as as the king of kings the lord of lords and and the baby that was born of a virgin and thank you for doing what you've done we look forward to this coming uh, weekend where pastor will speak about how you put skin on you became human and you uh, allowed yourself to become so lowly uh, in such a way that 
that you brought yourself to our place and and said, look, I am here with you. I am going to experience and understand and and bring across the understanding of my forgiveness to you by giving up my life. And so thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for this season. And we just lift your name in praise. For it's in Jesus' name we thank you. Amen. 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 God bless you guys. Well, thanks. And uh, we do hope you have a a Merry Christmas. If you happen not to listen to us one more time, we're going to be with you one more time uh, this next week. But um, God is so good. And uh, keep on praising Him. Uh, Go outside today, maybe if you hear this today, and and, uh, open up your mouth, stick out your tongue, and try to catch a snowflake. (laughs) But until then, we'll say goodbye for now. Bye-bye.